there are a lot of unexpected things that can happen on a farm to jeopardize a crop. Too much rain or not enough rain or a sudden hailstorm or a tornado. That's why Congress made crop insurance the cornerstone of the farm safety net. Welcome to Groundwork, the podcast where we dig into the issues that matter the most to America's farmers. I'm your host, Tom Sell. Our guest today is a great friend, Joni Grimes, a crop insurance agent with the Auburn Agency in Ohio and a board member of the Crop Insurance Professionals Association, or SEPA. Thank you for joining us, Joni. We've, we've talked about crop insurance on this podcast before, but for those of our listeners who aren't familiar, the crop insurance program is unique when it comes to the world of farm policy. That's because crop insurance is based on a partnership between the federal government and private insurance companies, and of course, the agencies that write the crop insurance for them, such as Joni Grimes. So Joni, would you mind just sharing with our listeners how crop insurance works to protect farmers? We'll start there uh, in a general sense, and then we'll, then we'll dig down. Well, basically crop insurance uh, protects our farmers by yield or yield and price, which is known as revenue coverage for most all different uh, classes and uh, crops, whether it be corn, soybeans, wheat, or cotton, or oysters, or peaches, or tobacco. There's all kinds of uh, different coverage uh, programs that a producer can look at to be able to um, cover his needs. And what is so unique about the crop insurance program is that a farmer has the ability to choose his deductible and what they are comfortable with and the risk that they uh, want to assume on their operation. So if a uh, beginning farmer or a, a young farmer who is building his, their operation uh, is more leveraged, they can pick a higher protection. And yep. uh, what is unique about that is that the producer shares in the program and the cost of the program. So they have a lot of skin in the game when it comes to making these decisions. Hello, and and you talk about deductibles. I think that's something that most most people are familiar with, whether it's in their home uh, insurance or their property casual type of insurance. But what kind of deductibles are we talking about in in crop insurance? Well, the producers can choose coverage anywhere from fifty percent of their risk up to ninety five percent of their risk. And they are at different uh, premium levels and different cost levels. So the producer can pick the combination that best suits their operation. And, and so five to 50%, that's, that's a pretty big, I mean, I I think probably on home insurance, most people think about maybe a 2% deductible. Obviously this is more of a business line of insurance, but so if they're insuring something like revenue uh, per acre based on their history of corn or soybean production or, or something like that. Um, let's say that that comes out to a thousand dollars, an acre in, in projected or expected revenue, they build their cost and their budgets around that. If you're talking about a five to 50% deductible, that could be, uh, $50 to, to $500 per acre, right? Before you start getting, uh, indemnified. That is correct. And that is something that the producer has the ability to do. Now, I, and it depends upon what crop it is and the risks that are associated with that crop. When you're yeah. dealing with more irrigated crops where we remove a couple of the risks, such as rainfall or lack of rainfall and drought, right. 
then they can uh, look at it perhaps a higher deductible uh, to where they can then focus their other risk protection in other areas and uh, protect a higher percent of the crop. Uh, I love it. Uh, but then just to kind of come back, you already mentioned, but but farmers do pay into this program, right? They have a premium uh, that, that they pay. That's correct? That is correct. And those premiums are not small premiums. Uh, they can rank up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars just for the premium cost of the farmer's share. So it is a very uh, uh, large capital outlay for a lot of these producers. And it's a decision when they go to make that they do not make lightly. Yeah. And and uh, just to kind of go to, to what you do, you have to, as an agent, you're selling this and you're working with them to kind of customize their their plan, correct? Their risk management plan? We as agents are privileged to work with producers and of all ages, sizes, and levels. And that is what makes it so intriguing. And we are one of the few individuals that in that farmer's uh, portfolio that we know what their input costs are. We know how they're marketing their crops and we know what the banker is uh, is telling them that they need to make sure that they insure. So we work extremely closely with the producer and probably know as much about his operation as any other person that he would, or a trusted advisor that he would deal with. A lot of these uh, individuals are working with uh, agronomists and consultants, mm -hmm. and we're in a more financial role of that in that making sure that we have all of their costs protected and that if we are dealt a bad year from Mother Nature or some other catastrophe, that they can uh, be able to go ahead and farm the following year and not be at risk of bankruptcy or foreclosure. You stated that so well, uh, Joni. I, from my experience, from from my knowledge uh, from the ground, uh, I think you you that trusted advisor aspect is is so important, and 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 all the farmers I talk to really rely upon uh, their agents and and kind of the, the work that you do in tailoring uh, the products uh, to their risk management um, needs. So I'm, I'm curious as, as you're going, you know, you operate in the Midwest in, in, in a, in a big service area, but based out of Ohio, um, what kind of challenges are your, are your farmers experiencing, um, this year? You, I think you've just completed the major sales season. So what are, what's anecdotally from the field kind of what's, what's on their mind right now? Well, what is truly ironically is it concerning them the most are these commodity prices, yeah. because, while it is on the surface, uh, people think that it's a large windfall. What a lot of people do not understand is that there is a lot of other things that uh, um, deal with that as far as input cost, fertilized cost, uh, the transportation, uh, just making sure that their products get there. I'm not saying that we have a shortage of products. We do not have a shortage of products at this time. However, it is a uh, challenge to make sure that they get to the right place at the right time. And one of the things that really concerns our producers are um, they also understand that agriculture is a very balanced um, beast and that when one part of it gets 
out of whack, it can throw turmoil throughout the industry and other segments of agriculture. So just because one person is experiencing good prices means that somewhere else something is taking it on the chin. And farmers in the Midwest understand all too well that they have a very large bearing on what happens in the other parts of the agricultural world. So we are concerned with inputs. We're concerned with the commodity prices. And as always, weather is a challenge because Mother Nature never deals us the same cards twice. You hit on so so many important points there, but you were kind of going to this balanced uh, system in agriculture. The thing that we all take for granted, we you know, words like supply chain have become a bigger part of all of our vernacular in 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 recent years. It's been a tough uh, few years for our farmers on this front with the pandemic. Um, really, it's been a tough uh, couple of years for our nation, uh, uh, and we have come to better appreciate just how important I think our farmers are to keeping us, you know, fed and clothed and, and uh, helping put better fuel in our cars. But all those are a function of this very complex and intricate uh, supply chain. Can you just speak a little bit in, in light of this, uh, a little bit more about why the farm safety net uh, is so important? Uh, and, and then maybe just a little bit more about the role that agents play in, in helping farmers figure out both USDA programs, the, the farm safety net, uh, the classic USDA programs, as well as how crop insurance fits in with that? Well, it plays a huge role because let's just look at the numbers that in the U.S., less than 2% of our population are producers. And of that 2%, half or close to 1% produce over 80% of the things that we consume and eat. Yeah. And yeah. that is a very big task for a very small group of people. So a lot of people do not realize what the, um, you know, they, they see farmers and they, they go to the store and until, especially the pandemic, the shelves were always completely full. And it was something that we as a society never really thought about that we could actually have a shortage of certain things. Yeah. And that is quite a testament to the producers because they were so good at producing what we needed and getting it where it was. So, and then of that 2% of the producers, 98% of those people are families, just like you and I, Tom, and their yeah. family operations and their brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles all working together. And so it is so important that we protect the ag portion for the simple reason that not only, yes, they are a small percentage of the population. So people are like, why are we worrying about them? But they have <laughs> such long reaching arms around things to where they become entire communities. It goes everywhere from the Napa store on the corner that you can pick up your filters when you're changing your oils to the coffee shop at the corner uh, where they go every morning for breakfast. and. Right. It, they have such a wide grasping um, part that it, is, it affects all of us so much more than, than the average uh, consumer realizes. Yeah, and they take so much risk. You know, I, I love that old President uh, John F. Kennedy quote where he says a farmer is, uh, is the only segment of the economy that, that buys retail, sells wholesale, and pays a freight both ways. They take an enormous amount of risk uh, every year to produce this food and fiber. All parts of the supply chain are important, but 
those farm families that you described so well that are that are taking the risk, it, it, we believe it's certainly a worthy investment to to stand by them and provide some of the risk management tools they need. So, a good example of that President Biden recently released his proposed budget uh, for the upcoming fiscal year. This is an annual ritual in Washington D.C. It did not include any cuts to crop insurance, uh, which is important and and it's different from kind of historically, you know, I think there's been an underappreciation for agriculture. Now there seems to be greater appreciation. And that was evidenced in the fact that that the Biden budget didn't propose any cuts. Historically, uh, budgets have. Why is it important to just continue to protect and strengthen crop insurance uniquely? Well, I believe if you look at what's happening in the world today, Tom, is that as we've kind of spoken, this is one of the first times we've actually realized that food and fiber can be at risk. And with what's happening in other parts of the world, just by taking out some of the Ukrainian production, it has had quite a turmoil on our uh, commodity prices. So I believe now more than ever with the, what's happened in other places of the world, it is so important that we allow our producers to be able to produce as effectively and as efficiently as possible and help them litigate or uh, negate a lot of that risk to where they can go to their banker and be able to take out operating money or be able to um, go get more uh, inputs, for instance, uh, fuels, Gases, diesels, that's something that a lot of people don't think about and something that would, used to cost $7,000 uh, for a transport is now $21,000 for, for a transport. And that is agriculture, what a lot of people do not realize is an extremely small margin uh, operation. And these producers work on percentages, uh, partial percentages. And it's not a, it is something that their margins are extremely narrow. And so there's not room for error. And they have to make sure that we have to make sure that we keep those producers whole when it comes to producing our food and fiber. That's so well said. One of the things I, I, I really think is amazing about crop insurance from a farm policy standpoint is it's dynamic. It, it, it changes with the needs of the time. So uh, just like this year, we're in a higher price, higher input cost, uh, situation for most crops, not all crops, but but for most. And the fact is that crop insurance grows and adapts with that. It's, it's a function of, of the market. So it, it really can be tailored to the needs of the day. You know, the, the, the particular challenges farmers are looking at this year to grow their crops, whether it's weather-related challenges or whether it's just this, this incredible market right now and the inflation pressures that that they are seeing uh, in a very real way from the ground with cost of fuel and fertilizer and, and other inputs. Uh, crop insurance is built to uh, move with that marketplace so that you can tailor the, the risk management to the particular needs of the farm. I talked a lot there. I said a lot of words that that consistent with with your uh, with uh, with your view. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say crop insurance is the most important part of the, the only real relevant part of the safety net for farmers in 2022. Is that, would you agree? That with is, that? that is so very true, Tom, in that it is the only tool out there that allows the producer to be able to um, 
put a program together that when inputs go up, they can insure more uh, uh, of their dollars. And in, when times of depressed pricing, they can at least put a floor to where they know that they can pay for the bare necessities and be able to, um, to go on and continue to supply the things that, that we need in our supply chain. And it allows them, it is the only, and it is based on their production. It is based on what happens on their farm, not what happens on their neighbor's farm or not what happens three states away. It is tailored for their actual operations. And that is so important when we have such spot losses these days based on certain uh, weather events, whether it be uh, a derecho or a hurricane or tornadoes, whatever that the uh, um, Mother Nature's uh, deck of cards deals. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a farm bill coming up. Uh, it's in 2023. Uh, given that, uh, what else do you think, Joni, that, that Congress should know about crop insurance as, as they begin debating the next farm bill? Well, I believe that uh, something that we've kind of gotten away from is really realizing exactly what that producer uh, does and who he is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in all of the talks that we have today of being more of a green society and making sure that we are environmentally sound, mm -hmm. I guarantee you there is no producer anymore, uh, there, there is no one any more concerned about the environment than the, than the producer himself. They are the best stewards of the land. They are the best environmentalists that we have. And they're all the time trying to make the land better because um, as uh, the old saying goes, they're not making more land than they're not. So they realize that they have the um, resource that they have to protect to um, all extremes to make sure that it stays sound, viable, producing in a healthy environment for the uh, for the world to benefit. Yeah, they're family-oriented enterprises. And so, you know, it's a very, it's not just a glib uh, kind of saying, but but they really are seeking to pass it on better to the next generation than it was passed to them. Uh, their farm, the soil that they, uh, that is uh, essentially, it's, it is what makes their farm successful, uh, as well as the, the, the broader environment. And it's very important to, uh, uh, you know, I never talk to a producer that wants to do harm to the land. And yeah. there is one thing that uh, through the farm bill, I hope that we can keep things in balance to be able to address the needs of all producers and be able to uh, protect them per se against some of the um, um, extreme turns and approaches to where they're allowed to continue to take care of the land and uh, utilize science and utilize the tools that we have to be able to make things um, much more viable. Uh, this year, as I met with a lot of my producers, they're talking about a lot of natural biological things that they are using to be able to have the land express without putting on chemicals and additional fertilizer and being able to get the use out of the land and keep it healthy by using natural sources. And um, it is extremely scientific, it is extremely technical, and it is fascinating to see how they can put different combinations of products together and be able to ask the land to help 
them produce what the world needs in food and fiber. So they're, they're always trying to do better. That is the ethic that I see on the ground. That's why I feel so honored to get to, to serve as an advocate uh, in, in Washington, D.C. for agriculture. I'm sure it's why you have this passion and, 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 and desire to stand by them as, as their advocate kind of from the ground up on, on making sure that their, their enterprise uh, can work year to year and be passed to the next generation. Can you just talk about kind of your love for the families and the farmers that, that you serve? Because I think that's one of the, the best things about this, this crop insurance agent model. Well, it is, it allows me to be able to be engaged in production agriculture um, when uh, I was a product of the 80s, uh, believe it or not. And, you know, farming was not real cool in the 80s. So I was not able to go back to our family farm. And I look at uh, it is such a joy for me to be able to work with all of my producers um, every year, year in and year out from day to day and be able to sit down with them and know that I'm trying to do my part to make sure that they are being able to be profitable and be able to pass it down to their families. And it is such a, uh, agriculture is such a neat, neat um, industry in that they are all concerned about one another and they, they put their differences, they all have differences, but when it comes time to produce products and to take care of their land, it does not matter what side of the fence they're on, they all come together and it is just so refreshing to work with people who want to do good and be able to do the best job that they can and be open-minded to see uh, different avenues to get it done. And it is, it is so enjoyable. And it, it is not just one way to be able to get it done. Um, these producers come up with, they're all posed and uh, with different situations. And I'm telling you that these farmers do not get the credit that they deserve when they start putting things together because they're a financial person, they're a production, they're a mechanic, they are an agriculturalist, they're an a, a, um, environmentalist. It is just fascinating the stuff that they have to face. That is so perfectly said. And, and they're doing something that is foundationally important to humankind. And thank you for joining us, Joni, and, and all your, your, your great words. Thank you for the important role that you serve in protecting our farmers and their livelihoods. Crop insurance protects our family farmers. It protects our supply of food, fiber, and fuel. And it helps protect the rural economies and communities that depend on agriculture. It's really a key component of America's farm policy. And thank you for going through it. That's going to do it for this episode of Groundwork. I'm Tom Sell.